0: All right, yes sir, we are back. Here we are. what 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 are we on now? Sweet Sweet 16. Yes, this is the Sweet Sixteen, yeah, yeah. Oh, I
1: should have done a bit about it. Oh, welcome back to the Sweet Sixteen podcast, where, <laughs> do you, yeah, <laughs> um,
0: is that the, uh, no, are you talking about the MTV show, where it was like the, uh, the, the teenagers had like their 16th birthday party, yeah, and like a bunch of like girls just being like stupid, like brats about the yes. whole thing, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, man. Good times. MTV had some really, really good but stupid shows. Um, yeah. I used to watch uh, uh, Date My Mom. Did you ever watch that?
1: What the fuck? Dude, that no. Was I don't one. think that was on MTV, yeah. Mitch. I think that was...
0: A- no, it was on MTV. <laughs> uh, it was... Uh, uh, it was like a dating show where these people, like, in order to get to know, like, the girl that they were going to date, they had to take their mom, the girl's mom out on a date, and the mom would basically just kind of, like, get to decide, like, the the mom would, like, tell the-, the guy about their daughter, and then the guy would have to decide, like, without ever seeing the girl or meeting her, so, <laughs> it was stupid. That's really
1: weird. Yeah, no, I did, n- I did not yeah, know they did that. Yeah, it was pretty that. stupid. No, I don't... Yeah. I don't know how. I watched all those shows, but I don't know how I missed oh, that yeah. one. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Take, like Room Raiders, that was a good one. I
1: remember Room Raiders. That was because it was like Room Raiders and like Next. You remember that yeah, one? Yeah,
0: Next was good. Yeah. Yep. They were all pretty bad. <sighs> yeah. Uh yeah. Well the super TV. sweet
1: the Super Sweet sixteen. Yeah, that was on M T V. It was just like Yeah. It, it sure. was like later on. Like Room Raiders and stuff yeah. were way before.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, also, Rob Dyrdek's Fantasy Factory. I liked that a lot. Because um, it was basically just like, hey, if you were rich and stupid, what would you spend your money on?
1: Rob Dyrdek. R- Rob Dyrdek. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> no, you're... T- yes, you're totally right. I did like that show a lot. Did you Did you watch Robin Big?
0: Uh, I watched a little bit of
1: Robin Big, yeah. I like that yeah. one more because it felt realer. Like, they were living in that yeah. house, and they, like... yeah. It just felt a little bit more real. Like, Fantasy Factory was just like, let's just throw money at whatever today. They made a cartoon, I think, in one of the seasons. Like, they tried to, like, greenlight a cartoon. Fucking bizarre. All right. Well, now that we've regaled everyone with every MTV show ever made, uh, (laughs) perhaps it is time to get into the lightning round.
0: Yes, let's do a little bit of a lightning round. All right. Question one: <laughs> Is there a movie that makes you cry? Uh,
1: us- usually I don't think it can. I don't think there's a movie that makes me cry every time. But the one that is the most likely to is probably uh, "Stand by Me."
0: Stand by Me, that's yeah. a good one. Just because yeah. it's good. good there's choice. just a
1: lot of emotion and intensity, and you know all the like just about like growing up and childhood and like you know there's there's just a lot going on in that movie. So yeah, yeah. So it makes me pretty emotional through it. I don't think I cry every time I watch it, but I, I have high potential too.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. No, that's a good, good, good. uh, Yeah, good, good choice. Um, for me, it's it's always something stupid, like movies that shouldn't like make you cry, like sports movies for some reason really get me. Like, and I'm not even really a huge sports guy, but like I remember. One time, Remember the Titans made me cry. Um, Well, that was mostly just about like, man, the black kids are starting to like the white kids and vice versa. And man, it's so good. They're becoming a team. (laughs) They're becoming a team, working as one. Uh, And then also um, Hardball, when uh, it was one of my favorite movies growing up, then G-Baby dies. And that like made me cry. Like, shit, man, it's tough out there (laughs) on the streets playing baseball.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Hardball, I think, is a criminally underrated movie.
0: Hardball was pretty good. I think
1: it's a pretty a pretty damn good movie. Yeah, Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, those are. It is interesting that that all yours just seem to be sports movies. So that is interesting.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Uh, All right, question two: Uh, If you were going to write a book about something, what would it be about?
1: Um, like just like like just any book, like fiction, nonfiction.
0: Oh yeah, just really anything.
1: Um, I mean, I would probably write, like, a fiction book. I think I would want to write, like, just, like, some cool fantasy magic world kind of book. Just to, I mean, it's not super interesting. Well, when I was younger, I used to want to be a writer. Mm-hmm. So when I was real young, I got into, like, Gary Paulson and, like, a lot of, like, the young adult authors that I just really still think are really, really good authors. But, uh, like, yeah. I mean, you know the book Hatchet?
0: Yeah, no, I re- yeah, we read that in yeah, like elementary yeah, school. Yeah, yeah,
1: so I got really into the yeah. to Gary Paulson, the guy who wrote that book. Yeah. And cuz that is like a 3 book series H- okay. he turned yeah, it yeah. into, but he also wrote one about I think it's called The Car or something and it's about this young kid who is like parents, it's like a home alone kind of situation where like both of his parents each of one of his parents thinks the other is staying at home with him. But neither are, oh, okay. so they just end up, like, leaving him alone for a weekend. <laughs> so there's these old, like, kit cars where you would, like, get all these parts and you could basically assemble a car. But it's, like, a hot rod kind of a car. It's just, like, you know, yeah, basic. Yeah. So he does that and then he just, like, travels across the country. And it's...
0: That's pretty much like a... Yeah, a middle schooler's is, like, oh, a dream. Like, your parents yeah, leave... Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> your parents leaving you alone, like, Home Alone style. And then just, like, building a car and... Driving across the country, like that's yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> an
1: amazing book. Um, but so I really wanted to write uh, when I when I was young, um, but I just didn't. No surprise, I don't think I have the talent to spell correctly <laughs> and put thoughts down to paper in a correct fashion. So I never did. But yeah, I mean, I think I would just want to write like a fun young adult magical fantasy adventure because I think I think okay. I think I could write something fun that I would have wanted to read that isn't yeah, like yeah, as definitely. dense as Lord of the Rings, you know.
0: <laughs> but would it be geared towards kids as in like the Gary Paulson thing or is that like just...
1: Well, picks. when I was younger, I don't think I had any aspiration to be, like, a young adult author. I think now, if I wanted to write things, I think I would kind of want to write young adult books. Because it's like, that is such an important time to fall in love with mm-hmm. reading. Yeah, yeah, And I to fall sure. in love with stories. So, I think it's, like, a really important time to do so. So, yeah. I'm, and I think I could, like... Because adults are so fucking cynical and ass... They're assholes. So I don't want to, <laughs> yeah, because like sure. George R. R. Martin's got to listen to everybody bitch about Game of Thrones all the damn time. Like I couldn't do it. I I really yeah. couldn't do it. I would kill everyone in the next book, and I'd be like, "Fuck <laughs> all of you! Give me, your, give me your <laughs> money." Much. Um. Uh, yeah. So yeah. no, I, yeah, I think I think being a young adult author would be kind of interesting. I think I think maybe younger people would appreciate it more.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. Okay. Um, no, that kind of leads. It's a great segue into my third question if you were to ever write a tv show what would it be about like would it be a sitcom would it be like a fantasy in the style of like game of thrones so basically pretend i'm like a hot shot like hbo executive and you are pitching me your idea right now go
1: um thank you for seeing me today Uh, on such short notice um i know i i tackled your secretary um sorry about that i just have a r-
0: excuse me what's your name oh, what are you doing oh sorry
1: here? um no she's fine just don't like you don't have to call the police or anything like it's all good um
0: was it was it karen
1: uh i'm not sure i didn't ask her name um
0: okay I, well if, if it was karen it's fine she's okay. she sucks but anyway, yeah. Anyway, continue. So, thank you for coming here today. We appreciate you uh, you making the trip up here. So, uh, uh, what have you got for us today, uh, Mister Mister? What's uh, your
1: name? Uh, uh, Miller.
0: Mister Miller. All right. What have you got for us today, Mister Milker?
1: <laughs> That's good. So it, uh, it, it's it's a, it's a it's a comedy series. Okay, it's a comedy series, but it's an anti-comedy series. Okay. So, you know, kids today, you know, they're just, they're so tired of the, the Toshes and the workaholics and they're, they've been done to death. All right. So, what we're going to do is we're going to take a comedy series and we're going to make fun of those. Com- it's a parody of a parody. So, that's what we're going to do. And actually, I want you to start in it, uh, Mr. M- uh, Mr. Mitch uh, Mitchell. Uh, you're, you, you <laughs> actually are my co star. I've written this script, actually. Like,
0: I, I'm flattered. I'm flattered that you Yeah, would, you're you my co-star. This, so it's going to so. be you
1: and me and it's going to be about us living in a in an apartment together and whereas like all these comedy shows would typically have like all these funny hijinks they would get into, we'll do that, but we'll we'll parody it and also make it darker so it's like questioning whether or not it's funny or not
0: that's kind of cool but where does the like you mentioned like tosh and shit where does that connect? oh no that was that was me like, doing the bit yeah okay. that was me <laughs> oh okay okay Yeah, that was just
1: me doing a bit but no i actually have started like i started writing that script
0: yeah no that's i kind of thought that you had which is why yeah, i want to ask yeah. you about it so I, how's that how's that coming along so that's super yeah cool. yeah
1: no i yeah um, i i tried it was uh i think i called it like college days dorm room haze
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean needs a better title So but. how does I, Well I like the name so far but how does it So I get like why you compared it to like Workaholics but how does it Like how is it a parody on like things Like Workaholics what are some of the Going to be the uh, um, What is making fun well, of it Well
1: I think what I wanted to do with it And this is like at a, when I was writing it I didn't have this in mind only now Do I kind of look back on it that way I wanted to have like a buddy TV show where it was kinda of like a you know, like a web series where it's a short, concise, you know, episode. But what I wanted to do was make a character mm-hmm. like you, who is likable and normal, so like you function by the normal rules of reality. So like you make those jokes or you bring up those, like hey, let's go camping for the weekend. Like you bring in the things that would typically happen in this. My character would okay, be the one yeah. who breaks the reality. So like, sure, sure. So like, it would be things like I had that bit about like I have a rivalry with Chris Pratt because he stole my ex girlfriend. Uh, so I constantly <laughs> just want to like you know like take down Chris Pratt. Um, and then like I wanted the like house to be like haunted by all the ex tenants. and like just weird shit that does it doesn't make sense so okay no that's that's so like you know if like uh, I mean I could I'm not good at comedy so I can't but like like if I spitball an episode like so you would like come home from work like I don't work I don't have a job uh Right. Naturally. naturally. So, and I drink a lot and I stay at home all day and just do weird shit by myself. And then you come home and then we try (laughs) to make it work. So like you come home one day and say, let's go camping for the weekend. It's like, yeah, sure. So we go camping and like, you know, you know, it's kind of like a normal camping trip. You're wanting to do like normal camping things. But then like, I would like go off and build like, like, uh, what would I do? I feel like I would, like, get involved with, like, I would start, like, a cult of, like, where I would, like, go off in the middle of the night and start to, like, sacrifice animals to, like, the moon god. And, yeah, just weird shit. (laughs) Obviously jokes and actual funny things in there, but it would just be really (laughs) weird-ass bits that don't make sense. And the reason being is because I wanted... Because Workaholics is a great show. I just thought, wouldn't it be kind of funny if, like... You sit down to watch a show and you think it's gonna be like workaholics, but it they just ramp it up to eleven to where it's so like past it. I don't know. That's my humor
0: though. No, that's cool. No, I I like that humor too. Like, um did you ever see Sorry to Bother You? Mm -mm. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a really good movie. And I, it's the the premise is about like this guy that actually, it's about this black guy that gets a job in sales. And he finds out that if he does a white voice, he'll sell like way more. He's way more successful in sales. And I thought it was like a really cool idea because I'm also in sales. I was like, oh, I'm going to want to check that out. It's super funny. I'm not going to spoil it. But the ending is just like it goes off the fucking rails. Like it goes from like this kind of normal, funny movie to like, oh, this is a fantasy movie. Like this is a kind of dystopian future. And it's like, who saw that coming? So, like, I think that stuff's funny.
1: Okay. Okay. So, yeah, it's that (laughs) kind of idea. Obviously, I'm not good enough to comedy to like. Work yeah, it out exactly. where it makes sense, but
0: right? Yeah. Right, so no, that's you,
1: cool. You get the idea, at least,
0: yeah, yeah. I get the idea, so cool. All right, that was all I had for you, right on.
1: All right, uh, let's get into mine. Uh, what's your favorite t- childhood TV show?
0: Me and my brother really loved this show uh on Disney called Even Stevens. Um, oh it, yeah <laughs> you remember, remember that, that one. Yeah, yeah it had uh, Shia LaBeouf yep. as like a kid and then like living with his like family and just getting into weird like you know high school kid stuff and man it was just hilarious man me and my brother loved that so much and to this day like I am a huge fan of Shia LaBeouf even though he's kind of a A weirdo now, but man, that movie, (laughs) yeah, that movie solidified me. Like, oh, he's he's phenomenal, (laughs) yeah. Uh, That one, no, I have,
1: I don't think I ever would have thought about even Stevens again unless you brought it up,
0: right? Yeah, right, like, yeah, so that's what I'm here for. What
1: about you? Um, so, oh, uh, probably Hey Arnold, hey Arnold, that's a good one, yeah, because. I I start watching it again, like before I go to bed, and I've realized that hey, Arnold is like responsible for like my morality and like the like my honor because that's like (laughs) Arnold as a character, and also the reason I like jazz because I don't know if you remember that whole show is like jazz.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, and he, you also kind of have a a lot in common with him, right? Like his parents weren't around too much. Like he would just like mostly spend his free time hanging out with his friends. And I think he was raised by one of his grandparents, right?
1: Yeah. It's like, well, his parents. I can't remember. Well, I think it's like his parents are supposed to be dead. Like, I think he thinks they're dead, but they're not dead. They do a whole movie about that. I had no idea. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, he's raised by his grandparents. I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. Um, and I lived like not in like the inner city, but I lived in a city, right. so like some of the stuff I could kind of relate to, uh, like Stoop Kid, mm-hmm. you know, and just just like those childhood kind of like adventures you would go on, yeah, like that's yeah. that's what is so endearing about it. Yeah, you know, and it also deals with some heavy shit sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's it's that that's my favorite by far. Um, okay. So what do you think is something that holds you back? So it could be something about yourself or it could be something completely different, but, um, like, like, what do you think is something that just kind of has a tendency to get in your way?
0: So many things, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, everything. Where do I even begin? Right. Uh, my sheer lack of willpower. My sheer lack of direction. My uh, all-around uh, uh, general le- uh, lethargy. How do you lethargy? I guess is how you would say that. Uh, I think so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Something like that. I don't know. Um, there's a. a there's a there's a there's a, there's a quote in the office where uh G- where uh it's the episode where they're doing the the office Olympics day and Pam's like Jim is really awesome in that he's um if he finds something that he's passionate about he'll like work really hard at it but the problem is he's not passionate about a lot of stuff <laughs> so uh, I feel like that's probably one of my biggest weaknesses like I just don't really give too much of a shit about you know a lot of different things so that i don't necessarily try hard to be good right. at different things like i feel like i'm totally like i feel like i'm adequate at everything in my life and i don't necessarily need to Improve on that and
1: I think there's admiration in that, but I also understand. So for example, yeah. I I think I have the opposite problem where I have too many passions mm-hmm. where I can't sit down and focus on one thing and get really good at it. Yeah. I'm 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 constantly trying to do twelve different things and I think that tends to make me shitty at all twelve things.
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh yeah, either either way. It's two sides of the same fucked up coin.
1: Right, right. <laughs> um that one's a little bit deeper, but that's usually yeah, the ones no, that I think was, of. Uh, yeah. All right, my third one. I'll hit you with a not very deep one. What's All your right. favorite furniture store?
0: Probably IKEA, I guess. Like I, I, I do, I do kind of like IKEA. Do you um, like IKEA?
1: Yeah. Okay. Do you not? Well, I like IKEA. I think IKEA is overdoing it because yeah. they have like food at their fucking place. Yeah. And, like I don't. I don't understand that. It works. It works. Yeah. These, but I the first time middle class white people love it. <laughs> right, because the first time I went to IKEA, it I was like, "This is not." Nobody told me that you like go up the fucking elevator and you go in oh, there. Yeah or the escalator and you go in there and it's just like fucking rooms and rooms yeah. and floors and floors and it's like you're in there for like two hours yeah. and you got a yeah. little like golf pencil where you're like taking <laughs> you're taking a test yeah. you didn't study for and like picking out what you want and then and there's, there's also a food like a, court there's,
0: there's arrows on the floor to tell you which direction to go because if you don't follow the arrows you're gonna end up spending the night yeah you'll and, die in there and it, yeah. and it, well you can't die in there because there's a food court so you'll always have some ah, food true. they even sell like those little meatballs you can buy a bag of and just take them home with you so
1: it's pretty cool that's fucking weird man (laughs) i know
0: right well uh no that's what i what i like about ikea is that the fact there's so much like weird shit in there like here's a life hack for you you will never find batteries cheaper anywhere else than ikea if you go to ikea stockpile up on batteries because they're just so unbelievably cheap there wow really (laughs) and they're like they're decent batteries yeah
1: Oh, they're like their brand?
0: Yeah, they're oh, yeah, okay. they're Ikea batteries. Okay, okay fair <laughs> and they enough. And they don't even label them like AA or AAA. They do like these weird like Swedish battery labeling system, which I didn't know was... A th- Actually, I think they go off like the metric system. So it was like, these batteries are like 2.5 millimeters or whatever. Like, okay, well, oh, how that's... many... What is 2.5 millimeters? <laughs> I asked about like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what does this go to? That's about the size of a AAA, I'd, I'd assume. <laughs>
1: Well, my favorite, I like going to Target because actually that's Target. where I just me me and my old lady went to Target today and got some lamps because we desperately, <laughs> you know, needed lighting in our sure, apartment. Sure. Uh, but no, I like Target just because I think it's simple. They have pretty decent stuff. It's not overly I think it's a little
0: overpriced I I don't typically shop at Target because it, there's not, well, I mean, I guess I've only like I've never shopped there for like non-essentials. I only ever go there uh, like to buy like either like groceries or that kind of stuff, and groceries there are way expensive.
1: No, that's true. I've never done grocery shopping yeah. there. Uh, I think I just like Target because it's kind of one of those places you go in and they'll have shit that you didn't even know you need. Yeah, yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like because actually, Target has a really bomb ass like collectible card game section. Way better than Walmart. You go in there, yeah, man, man. It's like neat and organized, and they got every Yu Gi Oh set out, yeah. every Pokemon set yeah. out, weird ass card games you never heard of. I don't yeah. know. Just they got weird novelty shit. That's actually, fair. HeroClix they actually released the set that only Target sold. <laughs>
0: That's so weird.
1: Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. That's I don't. So I'm weird. like, why? Who did brokered that deal? Because WizKids yeah. is out in like Jersey. That's their <laughs> headquarters. So what are they like? Somebody in Jersey, like, man, you know, Target, that's our key to the Midwest. Yep, so we got to get our, our <laughs> shit in there.
0: It's our Target target market, pun hella intended. Uh,
1: <laughs> pun hella intended.
0: So, no, I, I got Erica a uh, waffle maker for uh, our Christmas gift because I like waffles and I wanted to make me waffles. So, so you got you <laughs> so unlimited got, waffles. Exactly. So I got her a waffle maker and I went to Walmart to buy one. They did not have one fucking waffle maker in the entire store. I went to Target really? and they had... So many options. <laughs> They're like, I didn't even know. i very ill prepared to purchase a waffle maker. I didn't even know it. Yeah, I didn't do enough research. Like, There's yep. way too many. No, yeah, that's hilarious. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I, really, I just, as long as, I'm just glad your answer wasn't Walmart, because Walmart, yeah. I fucking hate Walmart. I fucking I hate avoid- Walmart too, man. Did I, I tell avoided. you about
0: my 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 weird like kind of uh uh i'm on the fence about like myself because i hate walmart so much and i hate everything that they stand for but because they have that grocery app that's pretty much how i primarily buy my groceries now
1: oh you brought that up one day doesn't target do that as well though but target's more expensive
0: yeah target's more expensive for groceries but anyway but yeah but it's tough man because I That's don't want to support the man, but I also don't want to spend an hour walking around, you know, trying to find groceries when I can just put it in an app and then just pick up, you know, pick it up on my way home from work for free. Like, jeez, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, you're not wrong. I mean, it's I can't. Tough. At, at this point in my life, I can't argue about so I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. I get it. And and I yep. also think that if you like spend money out of places, it's one thing. If you bought like everything from Walmart, then yeah, I think that's a totally different thing. It's like you're giving oh, them yeah. way too much money. Exactly. Like, there's exactly. no way everything you buy from Walmart is that good. Yeah, no,
0: no. That's that's why I prefer to shop on Amazon Prime. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yes, the, the true good guys. <laughs> the true good guys. <laughs>
1: Also, I will say before we move on, who saw that coming? That Amazon was going to absolutely run like internment camps, basically. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. who saw that coming?
0: Uh, who knows, man? Yeah, that's crazy. crazy I'm still stuff. shocked. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, that was lightning round. Cool. Um, big furniture debate. <laughs> Where
0: All do right. you guys stand? Tweet at us.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's,
0: Actually, don't because it's stupid.
1: Uh yeah, hit, hit us up on uh on a uh, on LinkedIn, let us know what your uh what your stances find, are.
0: Find me on Grinder and let me know how you feel about Target.
1: <laughs> go ahead and send me a direct message there on <laughs> Grinder and go ahead and <laughs> let me know. All right, well let's move on to the best section of the show. I think it's yes. unanimous at this point.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh Mitch, what's drinking?
0: I am drinking. I am not drinking an IPA today.
1: Holy shit.
0: I know. I'm not drinking any sort of pale ale at all. I've got myself from the great city of St. Louis, Missouri. I've got a, and I'm going to butcher this name, Schlafly <laughs> Brewery, and it's an oatmeal stout.
1: Oh, oatmeal stout. Uh, all right. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: yeah. Oh, that is so dark. I've had an oatmeal stout before on this podcast, and I didn't hate it. So No, you. I remember
1: I, you kind of liked it. You were kind of I kind of liked
0: it. I kind of liked it. So, I decided to give that a try again. Um, So we'll see how it is. Um, As per usual, I've got the description pulled up. Our oatmeal stout is a classic British British style (laughs) stout (laughs) brewed with flaked oatmeal and roasted barley. Freshly roasted coffee beans, cocoa, and touches of raisin and dried fruit dominate the aroma of this super dark ale. The richness of <laughs> the richness of the grain blend is balanced by the nutty character of the roasted malt, the creaminess from the oatmeal flakes, and a dose of hops. So, hmm. Okay. Yeah, here it is.
1: Yep, it's definitely a stout. Well, I kind of fucked up mine this What'd time. What you do? Well, I went to Target, and I meant to get beer at Target for the podcast, and I didn't, because I forgot. Mm. Uh, so I am drinking a Guinness once again. God <laughs> damn it. I tricked you. That's <laughs> all I'm going to drink now.
0: Uh, we're both drinking <laughs> stouts, though. But. No, that's
1: fun. We both get to enjoy a stout, which is fun. So, okay. So in light of this, since we have people asking us to drink more of the same beer, which is totally fair, and maybe we'll get there one day. I don't know. Um let's let's both drink a stout and i want you to just hit me almost like freudian just whatever's coming to your mind let me know because i want to i want to figure out what you don't like about stouts Mm
0: -hmm. okay too dark nutty uh you know what actually i think the nutty is probably the best part about this Like, that's one of the reasons I don't like Guinness, because there's not really too much flavors beyond just, like, dark. So, this one, I I like oatmeal stout because it is, like, nutty and kind of... There's some flavors going on. Um, What else? Very carb-heavy. Waste of carbs.
1: I mean... (sighs) It's just black gold, dude. I just don't. There's. It's refreshing. It's creamy. It's like vibe. But you're you now. No, you are right. Guinness does not have like this big giant pra- uh flavor profile. Not mm-hmm. by any means. Yeah. But I, I there's think, something so soothing about that. It's like this just tastes like good beer.
0: I here's what I think. And it's kind of, it's kind of ironic. It's kind of start, it's, it's coming around, coming around on me in a way. And then I can see myself enjoying this on like a nice winter day. Whereas I would never drink this in the summer on a boat. Whereas (sighs) IPAs, I can drink literally all year round, but they're definitely primarily, you know, they're citrusy and fun. They're kind of associated with summer. So maybe I'll just kind of start to include this in my winter lineup.
1: I think that'd be good. Oatmeal stouts I think are good at that because it has, like you said, like a nuttiness and a mm-hmm. like a caramely. Yeah, caramely yeah. oaky kind of vibe going on. It works for mm-hmm. winter. Um I think a cold Guinness. Now Guinness is supposed to be drank very, very, very cold.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, apparently. But I will say that like in the summer I love drinking a nice cold Guinness, but I will I will admit I will yield like when I go to to the Celtic festival I like to go to. I mean, that's literally all I drink. So eight Guinnesses in on a hot <laughs> August day, you do feel like shit. And you That are sounds
0: terrible, yeah.
1: Absolutely dehydrated. But yeah, it's just yeah. it's just they're always good. It's like you start drinking it and it's great. But that makes sense. I mean I, I appreciate you trying more as a stout man. I think I think I'm going to try to start buying more IPAs. I think I'm gonna work those in more that's all I asked. Because the biggest thing is I really really don't like them. I'm almost against them at this point. <laughs> but I want to uh, find one I really really like. Hmm. So that's going to be kind of my goal. I'm going to work them in a lot more often cuz right now yeah. I've been avoiding them.
0: I'll try I'll, I'll try to think of a few good like starter IPAs cuz I feel like you would like them more if they weren't so like dry and overly hoppy cuz I I love the citrus aspect of it. Like they're huge for that. And Me I feel too. like yeah. So yeah, it,
1: it's it. That's what it is. It's the it's the dry tartness of it that I don't enjoy because mm-hmm. I somehow feel thirstier as I drink it. I really, really, really don't like that part of it. Yeah, IPA. that's the problem I have. But the citrus okay. fruit flavor, amazing. It's that after dryness. I'm just like. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. not what I want a beer to taste like.
0: <laughs> well, maybe that's one of the reasons I've never thrown up from drinking is because I drink primarily hoppy dry beers and then sometimes I'll just chase it with some water. So, I kind of even things out.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally true. I mean, I yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I you know those red's apple ale, you know yeah, those? Yeah, yeah. I drink 15 of those on a night
0: shit <laughs> and i threw that's it. a lot yeah multiple
1: multiple 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 times yeah. and i had heartburn i swear for a week after
0: i bet i bet yeah.
1: so yeah that's probably and why. also I they're so
0: they're so sweet too like i'm sure that has like as oh, much sugar, sugar as like a coke yeah. would like yeah <laughs> yeah i crushed them yeah huh? sounds like it
1: <laughs> it was an interesting night yeah <laughs> i think what I...
0: happened what else happened that night
1: well, I remember I think the biggest things I was driving around that's I, stupid right <laughs> I was fourteen beers deep driving uh down to get doing a beer run um no, I was with some friends and we uh we were going we were doing a beer run i was there was a, a fairly sober person driving we were being fairly okay. responsible okay nobody else had drank fifteen beers that night I was just <laughs> uh. And I know it was 15, because I bought a 12-pack to start with, finished the 12, and then we went on that beer run, I drank three more, and then passed out. Um, so we're going on this beer run, we pull up to a corner, and I'm like, what's that on the corner? And I'm like, man, that's a fucking box! Man, that's my box now! <laughs> so I hop out of the car, and I steal a box that's just sitting on the corner. Just the like street. a cardboard box? Yeah, just a random- Empty cardboard box. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is is 12 beers deep, so obviously I was thinking clearly. I flip the box over, and it's literally an ad. Or it's not an ad. It's just like a garage sale poster. (laughs) Okay. And then my buddy goes, oh, fuck, dude. We got to put that back. That's my neighbor. He has cancer, and they're selling all their stuff to try and pay for his, for his cancer treatments. And I was like... (laughs)
0: <laughs> you were just I like, ah, oh, was... I'm actually sober now." So <laughs> I, I felt it was so that.
1: bad cuz my buddy's like, "Dude, we have to put that." I'm like, "I'll put it back. I'll put it. I didn't know. It I didn't see that. It was flipped, so I right, didn't see right. any of that. I just saw yeah. a box and I'm like, I f- I fucking mine.
0: <laughs> well, um, that could, that story could have ended way worse. You could have just been like, "Fuck him, <laughs> I'm stealing this." <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. And then all my friends never talk. Yeah. Well, and then on the way back though, we did put it back. But when I hop out of the car, I set it up. I'm like. I'm, like, checking the wind direction and, like, getting the angle right because I'm trying to, like, do this guy solid. Yeah, yeah. And then I just hear, like, the door slam and just... And they just peel off. Without I you? To, yeah, I had a shoelace express, like, ten minutes home. Wow,
0: <laughs> like, that's hilarious.
1: Yeah, I had to fucking yeah. walk the rest of the way back <laughs> to his place.
0: Wow, all right. Fun friends.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I, uh. I drank three more beers and then passed out, I believe, in the shower. <laughs>
0: all right it's a great ending to a great night
1: yeah that was pretty that was like that was like 20 i was 21 like that was the highest of my oh yeah you know partying oh yeah yeah (laughs) let's get into what you're thinking
0: uh in this podcast episode already we have talked a lot about tv shows you and i obviously like tv (laughs) it's kind of apparent yes um And uh, I was recently reading an article. article. Okay, it was a video. I'm not going to lie to you guys. (laughs) I wanted to sound, you know, educated. (laughs) (laughs) It was a video um, about um, how this idea of TV-like sitcoms in the 90s were really centered around groups of friends hanging out outside of work and primarily in New York City. Like, for example, like... 1990s NBC musty TV lineup was Friends, Seinfeld, uh, Will & Grace, Just Shoot Me, uh, another fun show that not a lot of people have heard of uh, that my parents really liked, a show called Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. Did you ever see that? <laughs> no, <laughs> dude, I did not know what you were going to say. <laughs> my parent... <laughs> <laughs> right. No, my friends right. love that show. And here's the weirdest part about it. Nobody, I feel like I'm the only one that remembers it. And if you, all right, so it has Ryan Reynolds in the nineties and like two other people play like the owners of this pizza place. And it's kind of like a modern day threes company kind of thing where there's like a girl and two guys that they all own this thing. And there's like sexual tension between all of them, but featuring Ryan Reynolds. So
1: wow. Yeah. I don't remember. I remember like just shoot me, but I don't remember that one at all. Yeah.
0: It was from what I remember. It was pretty funny. But now that being said, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. So it probably sucks. Uh, (laughs) Right. (laughs) But uh, no, it was kind of this idea of, like and so all those sh- shows i just mentioned set in new york city okay then something happened around mid 2000s in new york city or early early 2000s in new york city that caused nbc and all of the other these other tv shows to be like maybe we should kind of abandon the new york city premise for now and that thing was called 911 <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. I was so, actually really confused as to where you were going. I'm like, uh, <laughs> what?
0: No, so yeah, starting around 911, uh, t- these uh the NBC and ABC, all these uh people started like making shows that were set in like the Midwest, and not only uh, did they move geographically, they also kind of like changed the format for TV, whereas like primarily it was like friends having fun, hanging out. But now it's more about like modern day-to-day things like for the for example the office is just following a bunch of people in pennsylvania that you know run a company and they made a tv show out of that so seemingly normal things are now becoming tv shows that's part one of this um and then yeah so after 9 they like all the shows that were popular were d- based in these midwest Cities and then they also like workplace comedy started to becoming a thing like Scrubs, uh, Parks and Rec, like uh, even like Community was set in like Colorado, so like they moved away from New York City and kind of like changed the and also is when that's kind of when they started to remove the laugh track. Around that time, like all Mm. every show in the '90s had a laugh track, and now it's like any show in. The you know modern day that has a laugh track is kind of considered not very funny. It's kind of yeah. corny now.
1: Big Bang Theory.
0: Exactly. I wasn't going to say it, but you did. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Fine.
1: That show is dumb.
0: It shows so dumb.
1: It has funny moments. I can appreciate it, but it really is just like, I appreciate the nerdier parts, but it really is like, oh, we play Halo. Blah blah blah, and it's yeah. like, they get the they get the shit right about yeah. it. Like I, I remember I was watching one clip and they were like talking about like the needler from Halo and it was like an yeah. actual. They, so they get their shit right, but it's still dumb. I yeah. guess I don't know. Anyways, here's another
0: on. no. I, another thing I don't like about uh, the Big Bang Theory is that mostly the people that like the Big Bang Theory act like it's the smartest show and it's so you know funny because you have to be smart to understand the jokes. Whereas that's not true at all. It's a show about smart people, but the the jokes are very basic like and it's you know it's all these like most of the people that i've met no offense if you're listening that like big bang theory are like these rednecks that don't really understand like highbrow comedy that are like haha we are smart now because we like this show about smart people and they talk about things so that makes us smart that's not true
1: (laughs) right like there's not like now, I, I will stop and say real quick that I do respect Big Bang Theory because of Sheldon because they did, I don't believe intentionally, but somehow basically made a person that was autistic and made him a very, like, enjoyable... I mean, he's a he's the star of the show. He's the only one in a spinoff series. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that he's basically autistic. Yeah, like, Whether right. or not they wrote him that way, it just ended up kind of working out that way. Um, you know, because he has trouble with, like, Social cues and understanding all that. You know, so I respect that. I don't think Big Bang is, like, trash or terrible. But it sometimes is... Like oh, uh, Sheldon says a big word. Penny do- doesn't understand. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Rim shot laugh track. All right, yeah, exactly. You know, like, so and <laughs> uh, and yeah, that gets old. But anyways, yeah, to like, to your point.
0: Yeah. So all right. So the that was part one. It's just kind of yeah, not super. That, that is part two. But it's though. it's funny and interesting. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah ch- check it out because it's kind of a uh, um it's kind of interesting if you really think about it. Um and that kind of got me thinking like. If the office was set in the nineties, would it uh, if it if it was in the nineties, would it be as watchable? And alright, here's a here's a little we've we've done trigger warnings in the past. This is a the office warning. This episode is gonna get pretty heavy. <laughs> this portion of the episode office. is gonna get pretty heavy into the office. So if you don't care about the office or really sitcoms in general, turn it off. Go yeah, to the next one. <laughs> uh, just skip this. <laughs> just skip it. So um that got me thinking like how would how would the office and really, like modern and and other modern day TV shows? How would they be different if they were set in the nineties?
1: Okay, so essentially what you're saying is, <laughs> well, we'll round it up for me a little bit. So basically, you're saying like, so the office specifically and in sure, other yeah. shows, but the office specifically. So if it was set in the nineties, would it would have it would it have worked? And yeah, 90s?
0: exactly, would it have worked? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I basically already have the answer. uh, The the answer basically is no, because it's not in the context of the 90s. Nobody would have liked it because it's like, oh, this is pretty weird. It's out there. Like the shows I like are, you know, Seinfeld and Friends, people hanging out with each other and, you know, shooting the shit. But whereas this is just follows. This is pretty boring to watch. And also there is no laugh track and the humor is so dry that we people in the 90s don't really understand that yet
1: i think you're totally right it wouldn't work as a 90s show and the reason being is like you've said it is dry satirical comedy and it and it started from and it derived from the original office which is the Mm. you know the british that's right that's right um which is the original and that one uh which is even drier which is even drier because they're they're I think a lot of British humor is very, like, I think American comedy can be summed up in that, like, setup, punchline, rimshot, and also, like, the slapstick physical comedy. I don't think British comedy relies on that. Maybe somewhat. But I definitely think modern British comedy is totally content to be dry and witty and sarcastic yeah and i don't think americans like that i don't think we want that we want a big like jovial gut laugh yeah exactly so and when i watch the office i don't die laughing i never did it would just be like you know like huh. <laughs> like <laughs> you <laughs> right, know right like oh that's good that's funny you yeah, know so yeah. it's like be, but that doesn't make it less funny It's just we're enjoying a different comedic style it's
0: to- Yeah it's totally different Yeah, style. It's, it, different. it's
1: just a different style And I think you're right I think if you took a workplace comedy And put it into the 90's It would have to be like Instead of like That first pilot episode Where Jim bakes Dwight's stuff in jell <laughs> uh, Instead of Dwight Getting like actually mad He would have to be like well, it's in Jello and like jiggle it, and there would be a laugh track. They would have to do that. I'll be there for you.
0: Yeah, pretty much. You know that uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 and
1: that would make it funny because that's how comedy worked then. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, that's how those major sitcoms worked
0: then. Yeah, sure,
1: sure. Um. So, so yeah, but but continuing forth.
0: So. The the last part of this is I wanted to play a little game, almost kind of like a l- quick little lightning round, but also maybe a uh, bracket style tournament where we decide if we were going to rewrite The Office uh, in the '90s, who would we cast as oh. the Office? I would... I'm dying to hear your answers. Whoa. Yeah. This is an interesting one. You think you you could have some good answers?
1: I don't know, but it's an interesting question. Okay. All right. (laughs) So I'm starting off by Googling famous 90s actors.
0: (laughs) That's exactly how I started off doing this, because I have a list already. I think I have my, my list, and I didn't give you any time to prepare, which... Sorry. So... I guess starting with the number one and most obvious, Michael Scott, would be played by whom?
1: Number one, though, on this list was Tom Hanks. Tom and Hanks, I,
0: that would be such a good one.
1: I really think that Tom Hanks is a good pick because I think that he could be serious. I think he could be jovial. He's a great comedic actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he you could also see him as like a manager, as a leader. Mm-hmm. And They're...
0: The one problem I have with Tom Hanks is Michael Scott has a lot of unlikable qualities, but in a way that's, like, lovable. I don't, um. I, I don't really see Tom Hanks having too many, like, you know, there's not anything
1: douchey about Tom Hanks, really. I don't know. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, you're right. They don't tend to write roles where he has a negative aspect to his character
0: yeah but i mean they definitely could and he could do it very well so i'm not saying your answer is bad so no that's that's i no i would say that's really good i was going to say bill murray uh oh bill murray's a good one he could be a a definitely a good leading man um funny good you know leadership material for sure and also he's pretty good at being like a a scummy person in a lot of like his movies and stuff. So yeah, he has a
1: <laughs> he has a swagger to him that Tom Hanks don't has. Tom Hanks is kind of just like a, a very lovable, endearing person. Bill Murray, though, like Groundhog Day. Oh my God, we're going full circle. Man. <laughs> fifteen episodes ago. <laughs> yes, Groundhog Day. Yeah, no, Bill Murray in that. Um, it's a shitty guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And he's yeah. not a super and great. He does person. it so well.
1: Yeah, and he does yeah. it well, and you still like him though, because you yeah. like kind of get it. So exactly, but that but that also I think Bill Murray can play cynical. I don't mm-hmm. know if he can play ob- obliviously over the top. Yeah, yeah, okay, but I think Tom fair. Hanks yeah. could.
0: Yeah no okay yeah no you have you you have a really good point there, um yeah Tom Hank or yeah no uh Bill Murray does sarcasm so well that he doesn't really give off that Michael Scott naive down to the core he's a good guy um what about Jim
1: Jim okay so that is a more interesting one so we need to oh and the reason so you said you started off this way but the reason I googled famous nineties actors is because this would have been who would have been cast yeah they exactly pitched this thing. exactly um uh so you need like a younger guy who's attractive oh, man i don't know because like you can't can't necessarily say somebody like Brad Pitt cuz he was more of an action star he's yeah, not going to come yeah. in and do a, a a sitcom like that for you know 15 seasons mm mm-hmm. mhm yeah, and I was thinking
0: someone that is, you know, funny, uh, attractive, but also can be a little bit of a bully in the nicest way possible, like to Dwight sometimes. So someone that has kind of an edge to him, too. So I guess I'll go first. That's kind of why I landed on David Spade. I think he is an attractive guy. I think he has the comedic chops to be a gem um, and also the the kind of negativity to pull it off as well
1: yeah he has a cynicism to him yeah
0: most of his the the reason it's kind of not an obvious choice is because most of his roles are like the butt of the joke like tommy boy like all of his movies are like let's make fun of david spade but the also well, he, he plays in,
1: the straight man usually. he plays a straight man yes yeah.
0: uh but he was in he was in just shoot me actually which is another workplace comedy and he was pretty good in that so that's yeah. why i thought like okay that's uh yeah that could work
1: um so here's mine. I'm going a whole different route. I'm going okay, to pick someone a little bit older. Somebody with a little bit more well-rounded acting chops. Okay. That person is going to be Edward Norton.
0: Mm, okay. That's a good one. Because is Edward Norton funny?
1: Uh yeah. Yeah. I mean like so uh Fight Club is my best example. A 90s movie that came out in the 90s? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. I don't remember.
0: Early 2000s, 90s. Same shit. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Same era. Uh, No, Edward Norton, no, can can play comedy. He hasn't had a lot, I think, of typical comedy roles, but I think what Edward Norton could do that David Spade can't is he can have that depth and that conflict that Jim has in the writing, whereas David Spade I don't know if can carry jim becoming a family man
0: Mm, okay yeah that's a really good point
1: edward norton can
0: yeah no that's a good one that's a good one um uh,
1: but david spade and edward norton are both good facial they could have those good jim reactions
0: yeah yeah exactly so they could do both
1: (laughs) you know so but that would be my case for edward norton
0: Okay. No, that's a really good one. I'm I'm kind of upset that you're kicking my ass at this and I had a lot of time to prepare. Uh <laughs> all right. How about we jump to Pam?
1: Okay, Pam. All right. Let me uh let me get back to my list here. Pam. So, See?
0: in my mind it was someone that is not conventionally, you know, hot or anything, but um kind of uh yeah, attractive in like kind of a surprising way, but also like sweet and uh quiet, unassuming, I guess are words that I would use to describe a pam um yeah, okay. shy
1: okay you yeah no i I agree, shy, um has the ability to play dominance though you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she stands up for herself in those later seasons, so she you know yeah. she does she does need to be ha, have that ability mm-hmm. um who do you have? Cause I am looking through everyone right now.
0: I have, and feel free to disagree. Cause you will. Um, I have Wynona Ryder, um, because in the <sighs> 90s she was all the rage and she's not necessarily like, really, she's not necessarily like sexy, but like she can be, she can be cute. And she's also really, um, good at pulling off. I've seen her both in, you know, action and also like comedies. So she can do both pretty well. Um, and you just you know pam's the type of character that is not necessarily a you know a, a leading lady like action star but just you know fun like a to quote Dwight uh uh i've always uh, uh considered uh, pam to be a welcoming presence around the office like a well watered fern <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, that's a good one, man. I'm not totally... Because you're right. She was so popular in the 90s, man. She got yeah. casted in fucking everything. everything. Yep. And she is a good <laughs> actress. She is not a bad actress by any means. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's always had time to prepare very well for roles because she, get, she got cast in fucking everything they put out in the 90s. So she's yeah, doing like yeah, 20 yeah, roles.
0: Ex- exactly.
1: So I think just out of sheer... Inability for me to really pick because I do think that is a hard one because Jenna Fisher does nail something in that I have one suggestion. My suggestion is Meg Ryan.
0: Mm, okay, that's a really good one.
1: Meg Ryan though is very very pretty, but um, I think that she can kind of like it would be a total flip because she would be a blonde and she mm. would probably have a bob like Meg Ryan had in the nineties. Yeah. 90s. yeah. But she had a quirkiness that she could kind of play, you mm-hmm. know? Um, also, yeah. I'm actually looking at her page now, uh, just because I want to double-check who I thought she was. So she did When Harry Met Sally. I forgot that was Meg yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. So that woman can act. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. She yeah. could She could be... No, I, I think she's a little bit too pretty, but also yeah. I think that's unfair to say a little well, bit for Jenna the, Fisher, because she yeah, is beautiful.
0: She is beautiful, yeah. No, I'll, I'll say... The so if it helps at all, the reason um some of my choices were weren't really based on, you know, physicality at all. Because right, right. when it when it comes on to it, there's you know, I've got like a full list and I had a real tough time thinking of a Kelly or an Oscar because in the nineties there were no Indian ladies on TV. There were or movies. In the nineties there were there were not really any Mexican men in like sitcoms or even like the only like, here's the crazy. Whoa. The, only, the only Mexican men I can think of that were in you know movies and TV in the '90s were like these badass action stars like um, Guillermo del Toro, uh, Antonio the, Banderas, T- Antonio Banderas. Uh no,
1: man. Uh foo buddy. Yeah, you brought up a really <laughs> fucking yeah, good right? point. Like, uh and maybe that's part of it. Um, so I don't think that... I don't recall the British Office doing that. The original. Doing that, I think the American Office though did want to include that level of diversity. Especially, well, it wasn't like the pilot episode, or I know on that first season, it's the one where he where he has them write down the different uh, races yeah, and shit, and put its yeah. for it in the forehead. Yeah, but I think that worked well for us because we are a country where racism has been and will continue to be. A hot button issue.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: So we have those skeletons, so we're still trying to lear- learn how to live with them as a country. So I think that's why it works really well for us. But that is a, gr- that is a great fucking point. So we can yeah. really only cast the white male and female characters. Um, uh, that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you're yeah, you're Because you're
1: I'm there. looking through this list and let me go back and double check myself. I believe the only two black men are uh Denzel Washington and Morgan Freeman. Uh neither one of those can be Stanley. Yeah, exactly. It'd yeah. be fucking ridiculous.
0: Yeah, right, right.
1: Well, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe Morgan Freeman could do Stanley. That'd be pretty fucking hilarious.
0: That would be that would be funny. I would watch that, but yeah. Did I did I stutter? <laughs> Andy Dufresne Andy Dufresne.
1: <laughs> Basically, this the next biggest character would be Dwight.
0: Yeah, yeah. So,
1: so, so who? I don't even know about Dwight though, man.
0: Dwight, Dwight was tough, man. Yeah, it was hard. I. Th- think I got one, but I don't know how good I feel about it. I feel like a good Dwight character, so it would have to be someone, and here's my reasoning, someone that could play a super weird character um, that is kind of the butt of the joke, um, but also kind of lovable and, you know, just just super weird um, all around. Um, so I, I went with Kevin Spacey on this one. Because I've seen him, <laughs> Kevin Spacey. In really, Kevin Spacey. I've seen him in you know these like in American Beauty. He played like a super kind of like pervy weirdo, so he can pull off that pretty well. And but he also does some comedy usually sometimes that has been pretty good. So yeah, he I, yeah. yeah he
1: is good. He is a good comedic actor. He's also very very good at impressions. Mm-hmm. Have yeah, you he- yeah. have you heard him do? Um... Um, Ed Sullivan,
0: no, I've not
1: dead on, okay, <laughs> I mean, it's one of the best impressions I've ever heard um so so Kevin Spacey, that's an interesting one,
0: yeah, it's not one that like you know he's not necessarily a sitcom actor, but yeah, still could be pretty good,
1: so I have an what, interesting one,
0: yeah, what you got,
1: and it's kind of along the Winona writer okay. kind of thought line. Okay. Uh, for Dwight, I think that Jim Carrey would be the man.
0: Jim Carrey, that's a good one. I was kind of thinking
1: that. Yeah. So Jim Carrey, I think, has the ability to be very physical, very funny, which Rain Wilson did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not so much in the earlier seasons. As it went on, he started to be able to like. I feel like kind of ad lib more and kind of sure, play sure. it up more. Be a little bit more physical, like when he. <laughs> uh oh that that's a late one. It's season seven with the leads when they come in and the sales are getting all uh like pumped up by saber so they're like sales are most important oh yeah 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 leads come in and it's like you know there's like all those riddles that michael leaves and it's like it's kevin and he goes over to kevin and kevin's like kind of expecting him to ask and he just starts choking kevin like where are the leads yeah yeah where yeah, are yeah. the leads yes. <laughs> he's just choking Kevin. like rain wilson is a very good physical comedic actor and Jim yes. Carrey is the best physical comedic actor but we didn't know it in the 90s but Jim Carrey is also a very good dramatic actor yeah, yeah so Jim or Jim well yeah Jim Carrey uh Jim Carrey can be able to pull off I think some of those more dramatic parts of Dwight because basically Dwight is a hundred percent whether he's like happy sad angry disappointed he's 100 percent in his emotions i think jim yeah, carrey yeah. is one of the few actors who i think can carry that also kudos to rain wilson i really think that he is he i don't know who else could have been dwight yeah because, no absolutely because the only other actor i could say is jim carrey yeah so, right and i don't he's know kind of that, an yeah. that's my argument but,
0: no that's a that's a very good argument
1: um i do have did you did you pick a phyllis did you do everyone
0: I kind of did everyone, but we definitely don't have to talk about it because we're definitely going to run out of time. Yeah, we but, need to
1: we need to move on. But real quick, yeah. did you have someone for Phyllis?
0: I did have a Phyllis, and hear me out. It's Kathy Bates. <laughs> no, that was mine. <laughs> that was yours. That was yes. mine. I was yes, like Kathy Bates. That's awesome. Even though she's already in the office, but no, I think she would make a really good. Uh, Holy fuck! <laughs> I forgot. Came full circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and the o- all right. <laughs> Holy so the shit! Dates. Um, the only like I have, I had two more that I was kind of really proud of that I think would really fit. Um, I think Ryan, a good Ryan, would be Chris Kattan from Saturday Night Live because oh, he's kind Chris of a good Catan. like squirrely little, you know, you kind of want to hate him, you know, guy. Um, okay, do, okay. Would you have a Ryan? Uh,
1: Tom Cruise.
0: Tom Cruise is Ryan that's an interesting choice
1: I think he could do it it wouldn't okay. work because that's not what Tom Cruise acted in in the 90s but yeah I could see a shorter guy with a power complex like yeah I think actually just sure. yeah. Tom Cruise as a person is Ryan right so right. that's kind of what I'm thinking
0: <laughs> yeah
1: who else and then the
0: last the last good one I had was Toby um, who I think would be good played by Crispin Glover Mm,
1: I don't know who that is Let me... he's
0: the uh, he's the guy from uh, he's uh, he's in Back to the Future he's uh, uh, Michael J. Fox's dad in Back to the Future oh <laughs> he was that guy yeah so a lot of the roles that he's in he plays this kind of like again this squirrely kind of creepy guy that you know just has this all sorts of like you know self (laughs) he's self-conscious like people don't necessarily like him so i thought that would be a pretty good toby yeah
1: because he played marnie mcfly's dad in the 50s yes
0: he played yes exactly
1: that's what it was uh you i would uh, you know what i'll flip the script you know who i got for ryan i don't even know if he was big in the 90s michael shannon (laughs) <laughs> or not Wait. Ryan Toby oh Toby Toby,
0: Toby Michael Shannon. okay no I can well I don't know if I can see that I've only ever seen him in like action movies like yeah. being a badass
1: he's fucking insane um, yeah so it'd be really fun to see like Toby be like you know Hey guys, we gotta be Like, it's fucking Michael Shannon. <laughs> yes. Also, that I believe be awesome. Toby is the Scranton Strangler thing. Like, that yeah, whole theory. Yeah, that's, that's, I kind of believe yeah. that. So, if it was Michael Shannon, it would make a lot more sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that could very well be. Oh, okay. I don't want to make it even longer, but I had one last one I think you'd appreciate more than anybody else. For Kevin, let's end it here. For Kevin, I had Brian Posehn <laughs> Because he was also in Just Shoot Me, he was kind of big in the '90s, and he definitely puts off those Kevin vibes—like kind of dumb, big fat guy. Just everything about him is just like, ha, he's the funny fat guy. He's that you know character. Yeah, no, that is a good <laughs>
1: pick because uh, Brian—and I'm gonna say Posen, whether it's Pusain or not. Well, you're wrong, uh, Brian Posen. <laughs> uh, is really good at that and he's really yeah. funny and he's also lovable, which Kevin Yes, is. exactly. Uh, I have a counter offer. Okay. Uh we're gonna do Daniel Day Lewis in a fat suit. <laughs> <Total> <laughs> the role char- of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> the role of a lifetime. Kevin Malone, Daniel Day Lewis in a fat suit, character acting, he like drinks a lot, destroys his IQ. <laughs> I mean that would be fucking al- I dude. That would be
0: yeah, that would be amazing.
1: I don't know why nobody has cast Daniel Day-Lewis in a fat suit yet. So if anybody has any connections to L.A. and Hollywood, please get on that. <laughs> Write a script with Daniel Day-Lewis in a fat suit character acting. Yes. We need that. He did Lincoln. Yes. He did Lincoln where he had to mm-hmm. fucking glue all that beard shit and the hat to yep. his head. Yep. Get him in a fat suit because that yep. that is comedy. Absolutely. Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis in a fat suit. <laughs>
0: Didn't they have like a super famous person play like a stormtrooper in one of the newer Star Wars, where like you couldn't even see his face, but he was still in it?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, they've done oh, that a I lot. Was... So the ones that I know is uh, James Gordon was in the new Star Wars, as, or uh, yeah, he was in the Last Jedi. That was stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed Sheeran was in Game of Thrones. I don't know if you oh, know that. oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, also, uh, Mac. From "It's Always Sunny," was in yeah. the, he's in the new season of Game of Thrones.
0: Really? Oh, that's awesome! For wow. like
1: the coolest cameo because you, you you literally don't know it's him. He yeah. dies yeah. immediately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they they've been doing that a lot. Um, I know that when Ed Sharon showed up in Game of Thrones, I think collectively we were all like. Buck. that's bad <laughs> it was really bad as in like the show's going downhill like they jumped the shark well the pro- well the problem is it breaks immersion
0: yeah yeah
1: because that sharon's on a fucking actor right yeah neither is james gordon
0: yeah yeah you know here's something here's something crazy so we me and erica were actually watching the episode of the office not too long ago that uh has jack black in it do you remember that one it oh. is stupid Thank <laughs> you well okay so here's what i remember he does (laughs) yes he does that like fake movie like um where he falls in love with the cloris leachman i want (laughs) to say like dude that's so good (laughs) so dumb but no here's what i was pissed about like i remember specifically when that came out that episode when it first came out it was it it was released like the night after the super bowl like right after the super bowl so nbc was all like yeah check out the office right after the super bowl stay tuned we're gonna have this this and even jack black (laughs) and then i watched the episode i was like "Mm, jack black's not really in this episode
1: (laughs) (laughs) no you're right i mean i guess i didn't have that (laughs) disappointment i think my favorite part and i suspected it when i first saw it but they totally made that movie up oh yeah absolutely yeah like but it was just so good and andy has that little line like you said because he's like oh they were gonna cast like i don't know susan sarandon yeah, <laughs> and it was yeah, like oh yeah. they settled on <laughs> <leech>. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh
0: so. man oh man
1: no that's, all right anyways yeah, let's uh we
0: have gone on way too long about the office yeah no, that was fun man that was home. a really good uh, idea
1: i'm cool i'm i'm impressed and happy that you did that that was a good cool idea.
0: all right cool <laughs> uh eli what you been cranking
1: uh, I haven't had a chance to listen to a whole lot of music. What I did do, and actually, this is a good time. I may kind of throw you off script here a little bit. Did you go see, in fact, a Led Zeppelin cover band or not?
0: Yes, I did. That was actually going to be my what you what you cranking. Oh, no. Okay, well, here's, <laughs> this is
1: going to be really funny. So, wow, we were drinking stouts. We both yes. picked Kathy Bates for Phyllis. We both went and saw really popular cover bands. So I think we should move in together. <laughs> right. We should
0: like. Oh, sorry. We should Slope do a buddy forward. cop show. Yeah, I think we should <laughs> definitely.
1: Uh, so I, what I have actually been cranking is literally last night I went and saw a band called Brit Floyd. So Brit Floyd is a Pink Floyd, uh, <laughs> Pink Floyd, not cover band, but a tribute band. Okay. Um, Wait.
0: Okay. What's the difference?
1: I don't actually know. It, in my opinion, if you are a cover band, you're a group of your buddies that like to kind of like dress up like a band, and you only do those covers, mm-hmm. and you're you're just kind of like a bunch of like thirty year olds or whoever year olds just doing covers. I think a tribute band is a band that goes through painstaking lengths to get the music right, but you don't okay. care about the look at all.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So you're not trying to look or act like the band that you're trying to emulate. You're just trying to get it played so well that it really is like this music is so important to me. I'm going to learn every note, and that's how I'm going to play it. Mm -hmm. And that is what Britt Floyd is. And it was an amazing show. These guys, I, I swear to God, it sounded just like Pink Floyd, man. You would not have known. It That's was phenomenal. It was it was phenomenal and they were good. They were awesome. They had a bit later on where they they kind of introduced everybody and I think they're called Brit Floyd because they are also British. Mm, okay. Um but yeah, no man. They were they were they were fuck. I was amazed. It was an awesome show. Super fun. They played every era of Floyd. They played like uh, they actually played a song like before, like Dark Side of the Moon, and then they played one after Roger Waters. They did Dogs of War. Oh wow! Um, and then they did a bunch of the Wall. They started off. They did the first four or five songs of the Wall. That's how they started Dang. it. Yeah, no. Yeah, it, that's awesome. It was phenomenal. I think the only yeah. crappy part is they had the projector like Pink Floyd. They had the big circular projector. They oh, yeah. can, they can't use footage from the Wall, so they had somebody three D animate it
0: oh uh, okay okay i gotcha
1: that was kind of shitty but yeah. the music i'm spot on it, it was okay. really good so if there's yeah. ever ever a tribute band to care about it is brent floyd
0: okay yeah that's awesome so um no that's super funny because uh, we we figured that out last night i texted eli that i was seeing a led zeppelin cover band and uh they were called zoso and they ah. were really good um, and I think they, they blur the line between cover band and tribute band based on your definition in that they, they had the look down. The dude had, you know, Robert plants movements down. They uh, were even playing like accurate. They were playing their same instruments. The drummer was playing like the clear, you know, John Bonham drum kit. Uh, um, okay the guitarist was playing, like, uh, Les Paul, but and then he also switched out to, like, he, ha- he had the actual, like, uh, you know, Jimmy Page telly, custom telly, um, and then they did Stairway, and he even brought, you know, brought busted out the double neck. The like, double neck, uh, yeah. Double neck SG, which was yep. tight. So, man, it was very good. So, um,
1: so real quick, I'll, that is the difference. So, for example, like, in Brit Floyd, there's two guitarists.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: There is not one guitarist now, and later Floyd, they have a backup guitarist, but that's not the way they did it. They swap solos because it's okay. easier to switch. It's easier to have that solo set up. So, like, you play the first solo. You know, they go through part of the song. The next guy will play the second part of the solo. So, basically, okay. two normal guitarists equal David Gilmour. That's yeah. what was happening. So, did they went,
0: like dress up at all? Like, did they do that? Oh, hell no.
1: They all wore no. black. That's all okay, they did. Okay. And actually, know. I think one dude was in black shirt, blue jeans. So there okay, was one dude gotcha. who wasn't even in uniform. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. No, these guys definitely went all out. They dressed right. up exactly like that. It was super cool. Um, but the, the cool thing I liked about them, too, is that they didn't, um, they they did a lot of like the kind of the B sides like the not necessarily super popular like Led Zeppelin songs but they did them really well like I left the night think like going like hmm they didn't do like uh you know Black Dog they didn't do a whole they, yeah they didn't do a whole lot of love which oh, okay. is like one of my favorites but but they did do some and and they did like a they did a, like a full set of like some of their just acoustic songs which were still really good
1: oh yeah that's um, really cool because that is a great. Part of Led Zeppelin, too, is some like Battle of Evermore. Like, yeah, yeah, some of their more acoustic shit. Yeah, no, that's great, Zeppelin. Yeah.
0: Yep, absolutely it was so. So that's what I've been cranking today. And then after I, so I had to work today. Um, and then after I, I, I couldn't get off that Zeppelin high, so I listened to the first four Zeppelin albums today at work. So
1: get the let out. Yeah,
0: I got the let out, man. One through four. So and then I also decided I'm gonna do like what we talked about. You know, where you wanna, where we wanna listen to. You know, each band's oh, discography, bands, yeah. like from you know first album to last album. So I'm definitely kind of working on that as we speak and I'm very excited about it, so
1: bail out at a Ameri- or a uh, physical graffiti the only bad zeppelin album I'll say
0: it R- really that has some pretty popular hits on it though doesn't it
1: what like trampled underfoot
0: uh no there's uh oh, fuck I can't remember it but no there's there's more anyway I can't remember I could be wrong
1: i i I was making a bold statement okay <laughs> all right. Let's end this shit because I have to piss. All right.
0: All right. Yeah, it's we've been talking long enough. <laughs> All
1: right. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, if The Office was set in the 90s, how would the theme song go?
0: Um, I like to imagine uh, the same theme song, but just like a ska version of it. <laughs> yeah, because what is it like? Trombones
1: fucking the dude from the offspring is just on there like yeah yeah i'll be there for you is that in the same key i don't i could be could be Garrett, I know you're listening to this episode right now. Can you figure out if that song and the Office, theme, the Friends theme song and the Office theme song are in the same key? Because my guess right now is that they're in the same key or they're in two different keys that you can switch keys to. That's my guess.
0: I mean, every key is a key you can switch a key to, but what do I know? Wow. <laughs> All right, anyway. That's, uh, no, that's awesome.
1: All right, thank you guys. Till next time. Find a better podcast to listen to. (laughs)
0: Uh, And that's what she said.